you know, the universe and where we came from and how we got here and things like that. And it's, it's really um, reassuring and comforting in some ways when I think about like, you know, if, if we do get all blown up in like a nuclear explosion and stuff, the earth will probably still continue. I mean, on some level, some kind of life maybe. And, you know, then I think about, you know, like we as humans evolved from uh, a lesser form. So I'm thinking even if we die, then there's probably some animal on the planet that will be just like us. I mean, maybe they might have like a dog head or something, but, you know, so uh, and even if the earth it just explodes, then, you know, in the in the grand scheme of things, you know, big deal. You know, the Milky Way would barely notice. The universe would barely notice that the Milky Way disappeared. So, you know, that's all kind of reassuring to me, you know, that I don't <laughs> that I don't want to say life is meaningless because I don't think that's true. But uh, I also don't think it's that big of a deal, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that- Welcome to the Acceler to Thrust podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Eric. And you just maybe possibly heard us ramble on for, God, what what has it been? I don't know, 20 minutes probably. 20 minutes, yeah. yeah. But, you know, that 20 minutes, you might have actually only heard five minutes of it, depending yeah. Depending on what Eric decides. 30 to seconds. Out. I don't know. We'll see. 30, yeah, 30 <laughs> seconds. Who knows? Um yeah it's uh it's been a hell of a week or two weeks or whatever it is whatever it has been for everyone yeah i didn't Um, find much news happening unfortunately nah the only thing that i've really no not really the only thing that i really have been sort of following is that kanye mess which is the news is a kanye mess all the time so yeah it's it's like Um, we used to talk about kanye a lot on here because it was like it was so wild and like strange and stuff and i kind of feel like now it's not even worth talking about like not going into detail anyway it's just like this is this has gone too far (laughs) but here's the thing though is i don't think I don't even think by the time that we started talking about it, I don't even think it was um, crazy or anything even then. Like, I I think Kanye had already cemented himself as whatever the hell Kanye is. Yeah. Um, For, I mean, he honestly, probably 10 years at this point, it's, it's kind of there, there, there were sort of little like, you know, buildups, like about 10 years ago. And I would say even like five years ago, you could still say that he was what he is now. You know what I mean? Which is mm-hmm. Kanye West. I mean, at the end of the day, it's Kanye. It's like, there's what else can you say? And yes, I, I, I yeah. don't even want to go into the details about everyone knows what happened. You know, there's <laughs> yeah. no Except reason. By the time they hear this in a few days, some other crazy shit yeah. might happen. Yeah. And then they'll all be like, what the fuck? They're just going to leave it at. We all know what happened. <laughs> yeah. We all know what happened. Well, you know what? We're, 
we're not in the future <laughs> predicting business. You know what I mean? We're not yeah. profits. Hell, even we haven't made any money. Yeah, we haven't made any money. Uh, which which brings me to another um, another point. Oh. If you want to uh, help us make money at Accelerative Thrust, <laughs> you should just send it to us. That's that's all. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all you got to do. I mean, if are you, you want to give your address out to everyone? Or uh, well, I was thinking maybe we could just meet up somewhere, you know, meet in the Casey's um, parking lot. Yeah, meet in the Casey's parking lot in Nichols. You know how many pieces of gear I bought at Casey's parking lots? Probably only like three, but still, it's hilarious that everyone's You've just bought like, pieces of gear in a Casey's parking. Yeah, lot? like Craigslist and. Uh, Facebook marketplace and stuff. Everyone is always like, let's meet at the Casey's parking lot or Walmart parking lot. Yeah. It's really funny. Did you at least grab a slice of pizza while you were there too? Um, I mean, probably. I don't know. I haven't bought anything in a while. Yeah. 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 Uh Huh? You mean like music gear? Yeah. Uh Really? I never knew that uh, people on Craigslist and I, I thought they just sent it to you. Oh, no, I usually meet up, and a lot of people don't want other people knowing where they live. Where was it you think we met? At your house, don't you remember? Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess I've just been thinking about, like, eBay or something. Where... Oh, yeah. But the thing is, whenever I buy off of eBay or Amazon, I'm buying from, like, a usually buying from a company. Right. You yeah. Know? It's, um, it's kind of scary out there sometimes. I got ripped off on Facebook a while back. Really? Uh, yeah. Somebody was offering a pedal and it was a cool pedal mm-hmm. uh, and it was a really good price. And I should have known that it was a scam, but I didn't. And I sent him money and then, and then figured out it was a total scam. So guys, if you're on the Iowa buy, sell gear page or Iowa music equipment or whatever on Facebook and you see a pedal that's amazing or an amp or a guitar and it's like the guy is like oh i just inherited this i don't even know what it is i'll sell it to you for 40 dollars." like don't just don't do it wow unless you're gonna meet up and and not give them the money till you have the thing sure they always are able to get your money back and everything no i wasn't because that sucks you know it was like i agreed to Pay the person, like with sure. PayPal. So whatever. But yeah. So if you're looking for a Shinai companion fuzz wah, like Jesus and Mary Chain used, and it's only like $80, don't order it. How mm. much is it usually? <laughs> Probably like $400. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is a really good deal. Wow. That's what I thought. Yeah. You know, okay, so check this out. Um, I have kind of a similar story, although not as... Um, Sorry that had that happened. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, seriously, you, you live and you learn, and yeah, that and, really sucks. And, you know, um, now I know. So whatever. So I I actually have a uh, friend who um, had a friend who inherited a Travis Bean base. Oh, um, wow. yeah, which nice. those things you know go for um, a huge amount of money. And actually, he uh, was a friend of a friend of the show's Brian Barr. Mm-hmm. And uh, he took it to Brian, and Brian was just like, "He gave you this? 
because yeah. it was literally like I don't know, like uh, I I don't know how much it was. I want to say it was like an eight thousand dollar base or something. Wow, like just yeah. crazy, crazy. But he ended up, so he um ended up selling it and got like pretty much every bit of what it's worth. But mm-hmm. then he invested in like some really cool like equipment. And so he makes music because of the fact that he bought all of this equipment, you know, with yeah. the money that he got from the base. Sure. It would be cool to keep the base, but at the end of the day, I would rather have, yeah. you know, a bunch of other stuff. And sure. so he records stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah. yeah, that kind of, I guess, well, I mean, that's a situation where somebody inherited something uh, for real. Uh, it's just kind of when you said that, when you said, oh, yeah, I inherited this. Yeah. It, this pedal. Fa- that found this in my like, attic. I don't know. Must be the last people who lived here. I guess I'll take 20 bucks for it. You know. Yeah. I've definitely gotten ripped off. Nonsense. Oh my gosh. Do we All need right. to talk about some music? Oof. Yeah. We oh, wow. We really got off. Uh, <laughs> we took our heads off for the opening. We level. lost our minds. <laughs> we lost our minds. There we go. That would have been a uh, way better way to ref- wow. uh, phrase that. Let's get to these records. Come on, everybody. It's record time. Oh, my God. Oh, I have to talk about records. Yes. Or a record. A record. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Uh, The record I picked for this episode is by a group called Kill Alters. The record is called Armed to the Teeth, L-M-O-M-M. And I don't know what that acronym means, but that's okay. And it came out this year. Not exactly sure. Uh, you know, it's kind of a, I don't know. We're getting towards the end of the year, so it could be kind of old, whatever. Okay, so Kill Alters. Um, Kill Alters is a New York-based group. Their band leader and composer is named Bonnie Baxter. Uh, she's also a part of the band's Prolapse. And Machine Girl, which is how I found this, because I really like Machine Girl. Um, also in the group is Nikos Kennedy, who does synths and electronics and stuff. And then Hisham Baruka, or Barucha, who is a drummer and has played with Black Dice, uh, Lightning Bolt, and the Boredoms, and I'm sure all kinds of other stuff. So uh, this record is... I thought it was really cool. I really did. I had a a, a lot of fun listening to it. Um, it it is. I don't know. It's dark and it's funky and it's noisy. It's wild. It's kind of scary, um, and it has a little bit of a cut up feel to it that sometimes can play as somewhat humorous. Um, I really, I loved it. Uh, it's a really dense production. The songs seem to be basically fully constructed with samples and drum machines um, and also live drums. But the core of the music itself seems to be sample uh, derived, uh, which is awesome. And it's something that doesn't happen all that often. Um but yeah, there in the course of the music, there's constant modulation 
just constant delay and spiraling sound as far as the balance goes like panning left and right it's always like swirling it's disorienting um it is pretty aggressive sounding at times for sure um i i think you could definitely you wouldn't be wrong to say like that this is very much like uh digital hardcore or hyper pop or doom trap or dub or any of that stuff um and especially the digital hardcore element of it vocally it's a bit like uh that mimi barks record that we reviewed a while back a little bit like atari teenage riot um it's delivered in a really hip hop sort of way at times but definitely always a little strange like how diant word would be considered hip hop you know it's not not quite there but um it's hard to describe the music because it is really aggressive but uh it's also i thought really fun and interesting and weird um and all those musical styles that i mentioned i think are accurate but for me this really feels like a take on techno and dance music and especially gabber which i'm a huge fan of i don't talk about it very much because literally no one else i've ever met in my life is into gabber at all uh, basically it's a super fast intense sort of uh techno like the bpms are crazy fast it's like the thrash version of techno and it's basically designed i don't know to give ravers heart attacks so it's really good stuff but with this record honestly the thing that it made me think of the most and uh this is another one of my favorite groups which i also i don't think bring up very often which is my life with the thrill kill cult i just love them i love i i see good spirits i see bad spirits i especially love confessions of a knife both are amazing records and for whatever reason kill altars reminded me a lot of that not necessarily the whole time musically but a lot of the time musically and the way it's presented um and the vocals and how it's sort of like kinky like thrill kill cult was kind of always kinky you know like this was all mixed together it was like cults and murder and the devil and also you know like fetish stuff and like all that I don't know. I think it, this has a similar feel to it. It's it's super dark. It's tongue in cheek at times, sample based. And so I know that a lot of older people listen to our show probably because, you know, that's uh, I'm sure who we appeal to because we are you. Um, and so I would say, honestly, if you like uh, digital hardcore and you like the real kill cult, you can't really do much better than this. But yeah, at the end of the day, this is pretty intense um, electronic noise, uh, techno kind of hip hop stuff. And I don't really know how else to describe that. So if that sounds cool, I think you'll really like it. What do you think, Dan? Um, yes, I thought this was a very cool record, man. Um, it uh, really kept me on the edge of my seat. It almost felt like listening to a sort of fast-paced action movie kind of in a weird sort of way which um uh like a really good action movie um or sci-fi movie or something it just gave me that sort of i don't know it, it had a sense of excitement i think all of the things you said about 
comparing it to Gabber and Digital Hardcore, which I'm vaguely familiar with Gabber. Mm -hmm. Um, I've sort of listened to some of it. I I like what I've heard. I've never really done a deep dive. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, definitely the Digital Hardcore element, Atari Teenage Riot is there. Um, Yeah, there's just a, a lot of stuff going on industrial goth like you said very cut and paste sort of sample you know Mm -hmm. and some really cool like soundscapes going on especially during these like interludes which of course go hand in hand with the samples um i really like the vocals i agree a hundred percent that uh they reminded me a lot of mimi barks Mm -hmm. uh for sure uh I also liked the way that the um, vocals were kind of almost buried in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it served the music like really well, or at least that's kind of how it sounded to me, which kind of gave an effect um, from my perception that uh, the the vocals were almost being used as almost like another instrument, if that makes any sense, like another like, I don't know, it was kind of almost going hand in hand with the music. Um, I can't really explain what type of music this is 100%. I mean, I, I definitely think it's got all the, it checks a lot of boxes as far as like industrial. Um, there's some noise rock elements for sure. Um, even some metal kind of going on, but definitely, um, yeah, Uh now that I think I didn't really think about it when I was listening to it, Eric, but mm-hmm. you're totally right about how there's, there's definitely a hip hop element to it. Like mm-hmm. it, it really is kind of the presentation has like a um, sort of a hip hop feel to it. Like I would not be surprised if they were all very influenced by hip hop, like, especially mm-hmm. like I would say if you're into like, sort of like the death grips type stuff yeah, or for Dalek. Sure or something like mm-hmm. that, or even like LP um, or run the jewels or something like that. Really sort of like fast paced sort of, you know, like I said, like um, I guess like action, <laughs> action sounding hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that sounds really cheesy to say, but um, that's uh, kind of what I think of when I, you know, like it's good workout music or something, yeah. you know? Um, there are parts of this that reminded me of the, sort of experimentation of like throbbing gristle at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely like Alec Empire, Atari, Atari Teenage Riot. I would also say that's not really, it wouldn't be too, um, you know, out of uh, out of the box to say that um, there might be some Nine Inch Nails fans that would appreciate mm, this as well. Sure. Um, Skinny Puppy, even mm-hmm. some like big black sort of influence mm-hmm. just that's more sort of with the the electronic drum element that's going on mm-hmm. um but yeah uh overall i thought this was a really entertaining and really interesting record um the beats were insane mm-hmm. um the i mean everything was uh was really executed very very well um so yeah if you're really into like everything that eric and i talked about um i see no reason why you uh wouldn't just love this record and also my life with a thrill kill cult definitely definitely feel that i didn't think about it you know when i was 
uh, writing down my notes mm-hmm. and everything, but that is a hundred percent spot on for sure. I've, I've definitely nice. listened to throw kill Colt in my time. Um, haven't in a long time, but, uh, in, or maybe even KMFDM also, that's another one that mm-hmm. sort of comes mm-hmm. to mind somewhat. Yeah. So yeah, a uh, really, really good selection. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I also really like the name Kill Alters. Yeah, good name. I do wonder what the acronym is, L-M-O-M-N. Yeah. Not I, sure. I like how that kind of, there seems to be a mystery element to that. Like, I wonder if they purposely left that vague, you know? Yeah. Or if there's something that the listener is supposed to pick up on or something. I don't you know? know. The last track is called L M O M M. And I Yeah. I think I don't remember them really spelling it out or saying it. I don't know. So Yeah, no, yeah. me neither. Yeah. Thanks. It's really interesting. Okay, so one thing that I now noticed is that this is actually uh, our music selections. I mean, the fact that two of the picks uh thanks to myself <laughs> are hip-hop yeah uh but also kill alters has that hip-hop element yeah. to it this is kind of a hip-hop centric episode it's it's funny bit. it happens you know like yeah uh you know we'll have episodes where it's like oh we did all noise this time you know or yeah just whatever yep. it, it happens sometimes all three are absolutely damn different too so who knows yep yeah absolutely but i agree this is yeah. a, a hip hoppy episode <laughs> yeah it's it's uh we're talking about hip hop yeah it's hip hopping hip hopping the most hip hopping spot <laughs> okay anyway uh <laughs> i'm gonna go off on a tangent if i don't stop all right um <laughs> so <clears throat> ugh, enough screwing around um the do your so goddamn job damn. <laughs> <laughs> i will i will i swear i swear <laughs> okay so my pick um is uh from an mc called quelly chris uh the name of this record is death fame now quelly chris is a an mc from detroit and one of the things that is really cool is I found out that he is married to Jean Grey, who is, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Jean Grey, she is an awesome MC in her own right. Um, so I, I would just kind of say this just to get this out of the way. If you like Quelly Chris, if you listen to this and you really like this record, you should also check out some Jean Grey because I do feel like, um, you know, they probably share some some fans um you know not just because of the marriage but also because they kind of come from the same uh i i feel like they come from sort of the same uh sort of realm of hip-hop if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. um so um this album in my opinion is incredible um it's uh it almost feels um it almost feels non-genuine to call it a uh, a hip hop record at times because it's not completely a hip hop record. There's um a kind of a lot of things going on here. It starts off uh, very soulful with actually, to be honest, it doesn't even really 
resemble a hip hop record other than the fact that there's a beat kind of going on um, until about two minutes into the song. Um, and that's Alive Ain't Always Living, which is the first proper, because, you know, there's an intro track, but Alive Ain't Always Living um, for about the first two and a half minutes, it's it's singing. It's very soulful. Mm-hmm. Um, and the production on it right off the bat is kind of dusty um, and sort of just, uh, it's got this sort of um, graininess to it that I really, really like. Um, very raw sounding. But then he starts rapping and uh, but then goes back to the singing. He kind of does this all throughout the record. There's a lot of kind of like changes in voice and things like that that he does that I really like. And then out of nowhere, after that track, it's about a four minute track. It goes into this completely um, just cold, mechanical, industrial sounding deranged beat that. I mean, in all honesty, I've never heard anything like it in hip hop before it's really really great in my opinion um it's and that that's called king and black and i don't know i can't even describe the beat it's just to me it's just i I, it's mind-blowing to me i i really enjoy it um and then it just kind of goes into everything from there there's definitely elements of boom bap or sort of like underground hip hop you know, to this, I would say some of the like New York City or East Coast style jazz, which uh, he does have affiliations with Jay Dilla. Um, I come to find out that um, I think Dilla might have produced some of his earlier work. Um, and Quelly has also appeared on a lot of Danny Brown stuff. And so there's um, kind of that influence uh, on here, too, I think. Um, and then there's also like parts of it that um, are very just, I don't know, I can't think of any other way to describe it other than like soul or R&B, because there are songs where he does pretty much little to no rapping. Uh, but then all of a sudden that'll kind of, uh, you know, the next track after following that track will turn into some kind of posse cut or something. And it's just, it's really great. Um He does a lot of stuff with his voice that I really, really like. Sometimes he raps in this really um, sort of like low end voice. Um, And I'm not sure if he's using effects on it or not. Um, I kind of think he might just be, he might just kind of change his voice a lot. Um, He'll kind of do that. and Then he'll do this sort of nasally high pitched, which I think is kind of his normal rapping voice um, that, you know, the, like the one rapper I could compare it to is like Q-Tip. Um, and then he'll do some R&B singing and there's just a lot kind of going on. Like, I know this is going to sound kind of like a strange comparison, but it's almost like at times this record reminds me of like, if the pod version of Ween made a rap record. Mm. <laughs> uh, I know that that's kind of a a ridiculous comparison, but I don't know. To me, I, I don't think it's really too far from that. Um, but yeah, I think it's uh, incredibly raw, but it's also not, when I say raw, it's like, there's also just a lot of beauty to it. A lot of really great samples, um, fantastic beats. 
the production is definitely a little grimy, uh, which is what I like. But so I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to make it sound like it's like NYC East Coast hardcore hip hop by saying that it's kind of kind of a little dusty or grimy. I just think that that's kind of a uh, an overall sort of effect of the record. Um, I mean, I would say if you like um, Outkast, uh, you know, Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, stuff like that, um, especially with Outkast, the, the fact that he goes from like singing to rapping a lot and kind of does all these like different voices, um, a lot of it does remind me of like Andre 3000, especially like on the uh, Love Below album and stuff like that. Um, I would also say Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I hear a lot of Kendrick Lamar going on here for sure. But overall, Quelly Chris is definitely 100% in his own lane. And, you know, this is just kind of, this, this is just a fantastic, uh, you know, hip hop record. Like I said, I wouldn't even necessarily call it hip hop all the way through, but I mean, that is what most of it is. Um, but it's done in a way that, uh, really just puts Quelly in his own lane. Um, I really enjoy it. What did you think, Eric? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I was, I had never heard of it before. Um, and so that means I probably have some work to do um, to catch up. But yeah, um, I really enjoyed the um, production as well. The beats and samples and everything were really, I don't know how to say it, uh, really deep and cool like uh just really cool beats and and the samples used um it is so gritty though like it's almost lo-fi and the other element of it <laughs> that was strange was that it has like a compression sound to it like yes like they here's how i described it in my notes okay it sounds like music downloaded from Napster underwater at a bad transfer rate. That's how it sounded to me. Like it seriously oh, man, sounded that is... compressed, like that compression sound of, you know, Napster when you had a shitty <laughs> transfer rate. Um, but it works. It works in a weird way. It works in an almost found sound sort of way. Like we want this sound and we're going to use this sound and we're going to get it however we can get it, you know? And so it kind of worked for me. At first, I was like, what is going on here? I don't understand any of this. But um, yeah, it ends up working really well and being kind of cool and different. Um, but like Dan said, uh, it starts out a little differently than how it ends up. And uh, when it first started, this is going to sound weird. But I, like I said, I had no understanding of uh, Quell. Quelly Chris um and no uh, yeah I didn't know anything about it and um so I thought at first it was going to be sort of like conscious rap actually it sounded like with the singing and the soul music and and sort of what he's talking about in that first well second technically second track I was like okay so this is what we're in store for that's fine um but then it yeah it does change real quickly and stays real weird um and uh, i'll get into this a little later with our next review but when it comes to hip-hop the weirder it is the easier it is for me to latch on to it and so i really enjoyed it and 
one of the things I liked a lot about it too, like Dan said, was the vocal manipulations. Um, and I definitely feel that those are pitch shifted uh, vocals. Um, when he does like this lower, almost demonic sounding rapping, uh, it's really cool. It's pitch shifted down. Sometimes there's pitch shifted harmonies that sound kind of like D'Angelo, like that level of pitch shifted harmonies. Um, there's phaser and chorus effects added to like almost everything. It like again, kind of like kill alters. It has this kind of constantly swirling feel to it, which is awesome. Uh, for me, the pinnacle of the weirdness uh, kind of happens with the song, How Could They Love Something Like Me? Uh, it's like a piano song with singing over it um, that is, I don't want to say poorly executed because I don't, I don't think it was a miss or a fail. I think it's done exactly how they wanted to do it, but it's, it's off-putting in a way, the way that it's presented. It's strange. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but also kind of like pretty and well done. It reminded me of Moondog, if you ever listen to Moondog, that track in particular. Um, the rest of it uh, reminded me of stuff that I guess sort of would make sense. Saul Williams, Danny Brown, uh, that Cloud Dead uh, group that we reviewed a while back. That kind of stuff. Uh, Three Six Mafia, uh, maybe just with the vocal kind of manipulations. Uh, Grave Diggers a lot, actually, for me. The music and the vocals reminded me of uh, Grave Diggers. And one of the weird ones for me, if you listen to just the music, it's very much like Soul Coughing, which is weird. I don't know if Dan would agree with me on that, but the way the samples are constructed and built upon it reminded me of soul coughing a lot. And yeah, I loved it. Uh, especially the last track, uh, excuse my back it's called. And, uh, yeah, I think I'll definitely be going back and listening to this more and listening to more from Quelly Chris, because it surprised me. And honestly, anytime something surprises me, uh, it gets multiple listens from me. So yeah, I loved it. Um, I would definitely agree that uh that track that i mentioned king and black mm -hmm. had a major soul coughing element to it like yeah it's like that new york jazz thing new york jazz know? but also done in a very deranged right sort of way like like because that beat does not make any sense as a hip-hop mm -hmm. beat and that's what i love about it i feel like there were yeah. a lot of musical choices on this record that they were purposely i i don't want to say off-putting but like yeah i think they were i think what it was is i i feel like and maybe maybe this isn't as deep as quelly's intentions were but i feel like with this project anyway um and i i'm like you eric i have not listened to any of his other catalog mm -hmm. um so i don't have anything to go off of here really but it do does seem like he was uh really trying to sort of almost like mess with the listeners ears a little mm -hmm. bit or just yeah. kind of making them have to work for what's going on musically, or maybe it was just him having fun. Who knows? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's, it's hard telling. Um, so that brings us to our local pick. And it's local. It is. Which happens to also be hip hop. <laughs> um, and that is from Teller Banks 
and Ed Glorious. And this record is called The I and I. And in a much different way, uh, I also feel like this is actually an incredible record. Um, and to be honest with you, I think it's great that it's coming from the Des Moines area. He is from Des Moines. And in his uh, biography on Bandcamp, it says that he is a father and a magician, which is uh, really cool as well. Um, it does look like he's been kind of doing this uh, for quite a while, uh, judging from uh, there's a bunch of other releases on his uh, Spotify um, and Bandcamp page that I have not uh, listened to, but I have put on my playlist that I plan on getting to. But anyway, uh, to me, this is a really well done hip hop record um, with some really, really great lyrics um, and uh, really great flow, uh, great production. Um, it's definitely a lot more straightforward, I would say, than the Quelly Chris record. Um, but there is also some really interesting things that um, are done on this record that I don't necessarily always hear in hip hop, especially modern day hip hop. Um, I will say um, I've listened to this probably about four or five times now. Um, and I will have to admit it did take me a couple of listens to really, uh, I guess, kind of get it. I'm not really um, sure why that is, but I really started to really like this record after a couple of listens. Um, it, uh, it's similar to the Quilly Chris record, actually, in that it starts off kind of different than where it ends up. I wouldn't say it's mm -hmm. as extreme as Quelly Chris, but um, it definitely is a consistent, I guess, more of a consistent record. But it um, it definitely starts off, I would say, uh, with, I guess, what I would kind of describe as a more modern sound in hip hop. Um, I think Ed Glorious, the beats that he supplies, I think, work really well with Teller's style on this on this project. Um, but it kind of starts off like, I don't know, like the opening track Friends. Um, I kind of feel has almost like a, um, it's, it just sort of seems like the lyrical theme is maybe just sort of like finding, finding oneself through, um, through your art and in Teller's case, of course, is rap music. And then just kind of, you know, questioning the commitment that his friends may have with him and, you know, how much maybe they're getting into his art or how much how much support is actually maybe being given or whatever and that's just kind of my interpretation i'm not sure if that's what he was going for but that's uh sort of because i really like the lyrics to that track um and then uh it kind of uh starts to get darker i feel as the album goes on um there's uh the track demons where even the sound of teller's voice and this is where i could definitely again i hate kind of going back and comparing, you know, Quelly's album to this as well. But this is kind of where I feel like um, you could say that there's some similarities to the two records. Um, the tone of his voice really changes on that, on that song um, to all, where he's almost like, I don't know, almost like screaming or almost like yelling and has this 
I, I think maybe he was actually trying to sound like a literal demon when he was rapping. So there is kind of like a horrorcore element to it. Um, but overall, I would say um, from front to back, this record is a really good sort of um, mixture of taking like some sort of like old school, like dark boom bap sort of beats or like underground kind of beats. And then just mixing it with like a modern twist. I feel like this is kind of a healthy, like sort of combination of both. Like, I kind of feel like somebody who's into like, I don't know, like Tribe Called Quest or Nas or something like that could really appreciate this. But then on the other hand, I feel like somebody who might be into like Vince Staples or Odd Future or Joey Badass or something like that rappers from like the younger generation could also appreciate this i kind of feel like in a in a weird sort of way i feel like there's kind of something for every type of hip-hop fan on here um and that's what i really like about it i think that they're um i think it's executed really well there does seem to be um a theme uh again kind of with um him sort of maybe questioning his place in the world as an artist and also just kind of overall trying to overcome, you know, like his demons and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I, I just really like it. I, I really enjoyed this uh, project. What did you think, Eric? Yeah, I liked it too. Um, like I was uh, saying a little bit earlier, unfortunately, I feel like the straighter that hip hop is presented, like the more straightforward it is, the less I actually understand what's happening or have a frame of reference for it, you know, um, just because I haven't spent a lot of time listening to, to that stuff at all. Um, so I'll just kind of comment on what I heard and how I heard it. And, and that's about it. I probably won't make very many comparisons and stuff because they would be inaccurate. So yeah, this, like I said, I, I, feel like this was pretty straightforward hip-hop um and like you said it does get darker as it goes on um i also listened to this multiple times probably three times now and at first yeah i didn't i don't think i understood what i was hearing to be honest i was just like okay i guess i get it but then i had to keep going back because i was like that i think i'm wrong and i and i was like there's a lot going on here um there the thing about it that really worked for me uh it's very minimal like for real minimal like the samples are beyond sparse there's like barely anything there it might be like a like a twinkle on some piano keys or it might be just like an organ sound or something but it's it i don't know how they chose those samples to be the foundation of the song. You know what I mean? Cause it's just like, um, like I said, it's just so sparse. Then they put the beats on top of that. The beats become really front and center. Most of the time, like Dan said, I feel like it's kind of a uh, boom bap kind of sound. I do think we get into some like more trap style, uh, hi-hat work and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the, the samples are so cool. They're scratchy, lo-fi. Like I said, they're barely there. It adds a really dark feel to everything. Like um, just a, 
I don't want to say lo-fi because I don't think that's accurate on this. I think it's just really sparse. And uh, and with sparseness, sometimes there's a coldness or a loneliness or just a darkness that comes into it. And I think this has that uh, really cool production. Um, the vocals for me, at least as far as who I assume is rapping, who Teller Banks is on the record, um, sort of had a nasally tone to it for the most part kind of like Danny Brown. This is going to sound so stupid or sort of like be real. I know that sounds dumb, but it had just a really nasally sound to it. Um, but I also think that Teller Banks did multiple vocals on here and you can't always tell that it's the same person. I feel like it, uh, mm -hmm. he definitely changes his voice throughout the record. Um, yeah, and it's also delivered fast and smooth at times. Um, like Dan said, sometimes aggressive uh, sounding. When it's real fast and stuff, that it almost um, made me think of Bone Thugs, which I mean, yes, is is just the smoothness of it all. Um, it wasn't as sing songy as Bone Thugs might be, but just really fast, and smooth. Um, the other MCs on here are phenomenal as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I was at a sort of disadvantage because on Bandcamp, which is where I listened to it first, they don't list any of the other MCs. And so a lot of the times I was like, oh, is this Taylor Banks doing other voices? But then it got to the point where I was like, this has to be definitely another, a different person on here. Um, and it's awesome. Uh, uh, if you look at it on Spotify, though, it does list all the other MCs and stuff. So that's cool to be able to look deeper into who else is rapping on here. Um, and just looking through uh, some of the other records and uh, just the record covers, I watched a couple music videos that were really cool. I, I need to go back and listen to more of this stuff. I It's not that I don't think this is representative of what Teller Banks does or wants to present at this point, but it seems like there's been sort of an evolution of sound uh, and presentation over time. So I'm, I want to go back and listen to more and, and kind of see how that happened. So um, like I said, pretty short review from my standpoint, because I don't, I don't have that history with hip hop to be able to say this sounds like this, or this reminds me of this because it just, I don't have it. But right. as far as what I heard that um, I thought it was really cool like I said, I love the production on it. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, honestly, you hit it. You hit the nail on the head there, Eric, with um, Bone Thugs and Harmony comparison because there's definitely this dark eeriness to it. Uh, like I said, it kind of almost has, and I was kind of hesitant to say it, but almost mm -hmm. like on some of the darker tracks, Demons being the one that mm -hmm. I think is the most obvious. Uh, having somewhat of a horrorcore element to it, you know? Yeah, I don't um, think it's not not there. You know what right, I mean? Exactly. Get, you know um, what I mean? I don't think it's not there. Absolutely. But Bone Thugs and Harmony also had that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, and and also I feel like um the other thing that I forgot to mention, but I also wrote in my review is there's actually a lot of I feel like paying homage to older hip hop artists on mm -hmm. here. Like um there's that I don't remember what track it is. I think it might be Fetty Wap or maybe it's actually Demons. 
hmm. where he uh, actually quotes the uh, Buster Rhymes song. Uh, um, oh, got y'all in check. Got yeah. y'all in check. Mm-hmm. And then he also talks about LL Cool J. He uh-huh. refer- references LL Cool J. And right. I feel like there's probably a lot more references on there that I'm missing. But um, and then also, like, whenever I think about like more high pitched like rappers, the first one that always comes to mind for me is Q-Tip. So yeah. that was a good call on Be Real because mm-hmm. totally 100%. I also feel like he was doing a lot of, Teller Banks was also doing a lot of pitch shifting at times mm-hmm. on his yeah. vocals as well, which I think adds a lot of effect. And then the other thing that I also forgot to mention, and one of the reasons why I feel like this was a healthy blend of like underground and I don't know, I, I kind of want to go back on one of my statements I don't really want to say old school because mm-hmm. boom bap, I, I would say more underground because boom bap is not really, it's not dead. It's not old school. There's still right. a lot of artists out there doing that, but underground boom bap and sort of like more modern stuff where you talked about the trap style stuff. There also is a little bit of auto tune on this record too, which mm-hmm. really brings the, um, you know, sort of brings in the, current element as well yeah or like, kind of I that guess, part reminded me of like little uzi vert a little yeah bit. little uzi vert or yeah. like something like that or even like future mm-hmm. or um or even like fetty wop which he has a song right named after you know stuff like that so i feel like um another one of the great things about this record and is that um he really does kind of it's it's almost kind of like sonically almost like a um a history lesson of like a lot of different eras of hip hop. I feel like he really, he really has done his homework. Mm -hmm. You know, if if that makes any sense. I mean, obviously Teller Banks is, I I think I found records as far back as 2013. Mm -hmm. So he's been kind of doing this for a while now. And yeah, yeah, I I haven't actually gone back and listened to any of his stuff, but just like Quelly Chris and I, I hate bringing up the Quelly, Chris like kind of comparing the two records but at the same time I do feel like there are some similarities in presentation you know what mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. um and so and I also feel I also want to say that if you're into hip hop I feel like you should check out both of these records mm-hmm. if you're if you're a hip hop fan and you're listening to this podcast check out both of these records they're both fantastic and check out Kill Alters too I mean check out all three I just feel like um there actually were some parallels with actually, I mean, in all honesty, all three records in some ways, but um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'm sorry. I'm starting to, I'm starting to do a second review here, <laughs> but there were just some key points that I realized For I sure. forgot to mention. Yeah. You should definitely check all this stuff out, man. It's uh, yeah. It, and it's I, exciting. I did see that Teller Banks does play out too, play live. Yes. So, yeah. and I kind of want to say I could be wrong about this, but I kind of want to say that he might he might have actually uh, been on the, some bills with, um, and I, I could be wrong about this with Obs, who of course we oh, interviewed, sure. and um, and uh, it's just exciting to me to see that there is hip hop music coming from Iowa because mm-hmm. you just never hear about it. Um, yeah or at least, or at least we don't yeah <laughs> yeah or at least we don't exactly um yeah. but i mean also just like at i mean you can't really say midwest because there's a lot of bigger artists from mm-hmm. the midwest like yeah chicago you know you have right. 
uh, Kanye and Chance the Rapper and stuff like that. Minneapolis, you have Atmosphere, you know, Mm -hmm. and Rhyme Sayers and stuff like that. But as far as Iowa, you know, I mean, Iowa, you know, Des Moines in the middle and the metal world at least has a slipknot, right. you know, yeah, there, there hasn't really been any Iowa representation. Right. Not quite on the map. Exactly. Maybe. Not quite on the map. And but, it's just exciting I mean, to me. It's just going to be a matter of time, though. You know, I, I think heard so. some really good stuff. I also have to say uh, that Teller Banks utilizing the Grinnell uh, Iowa City highway sign on oh I- yes i-80 yes. <laughs> where it says grinnell six iowa city six six yep, yep i look at i've looked at that for decades and been like oh that's fucking ill you know it says six 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 and so i'm glad that someone used it <laughs> absolutely and um that's on uh i believe that's on one of his uh earlier albums right uh it looks like it's shown up on a couple different things so oh, maybe, okay maybe he's utilized it a few times so cool yeah. cool um yeah so check this stuff out man because there is hip-hop being made uh in your backyard right now all you have to do is look out the window it's being made right now (laughs) um i mean somebody's out there doing it oh Uh, so what did we learn today we learned about hip-hop yeah hip-hopping hip-hopping and this is the most hip-hoppinest podcast you want to you want to do a uh a bar right now eric uh freestyle i'm good Okay. <laughs> I you know what? I would just embarrass myself. Real You're the bad. one who made the you made the right decision, Eric, because uh, <laughs> I would have just mindlessly done it. Uh, uh but if you I don't have do anything that, to say, let alone really fast and rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same here. Um you can fast though and then rhyme. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. just not eat for like 20 hours and then rhyme. Yeah. Yeah, can, that's it. I mean, you got to be hungry, right? <laughs> exactly. That's so what you they know say. What? You can actually like rhyme about your fasting experience. <laughs> okay. I'm sounds, so sounds angry. Like a deal. <laughs> I'm, I'm so hangry. I'm hangry. <laughs> well, that I guess that sounded more like an industrial metal <laughs> vocal, didn't it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um as usual, folks, uh, yeah, send us messages. Um, you know, let us know. Uh, yeah, telepathically. And th- <laughs> yeah, don't worry about Instagram or Facebook um, or yeah. anything like that. Just yeah. send them to our minds. Um, that's all you need to do. Oh, we'll wow. get them eventually. <laughs> when we check our minds. We check our heads. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you um, got telepathy. Yeah. <laughs> you Goodbye. Got <laughs> Those You've, got brain mail. You brain mail. <laughs> You've got brain mail. You've got telepathy. That was that was good, Eric. I like that. Um okay, so uh yeah, uh uh for real though. Uh if you want to interact with us, let us know on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. Otherwise, just keep listening, man. Thank you for supporting yeah. uh, the podcast. Nice. Uh, yep. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I I really, I honestly don't have anything else to say right now. Yeah, Eric. I'm I, all out of words. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I'm out of stuff. Uh, support Iowa hip hop. That's yeah. what I want to say more than anything else right now. Wow. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. 
I was okay. I mean, I was <laughs> actually Oklahoma's okay, but Iowa is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Iowa's pretty good. Iowa is. <laughs> that should be our slogan. It's pretty good. I was I was pretty good. It's not bad. I like it. State motto. <laughs> oh man. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> good hearing from you guys again. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Have a good one. All right. <laughs>